podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The Two-Footed Podcast is brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. A virtual privacy network allows you to go online, change your location, access things you're geo-blocked from while keeping your data safe. So, as an example, if you are a UK expat and want access to BBC iPlayer to watch Match of the Day or ITV Hub or all four, but you get that message that says this content is not available in your location, a Liberty Shield VPN gets you around that block, allows you to watch whatever you want on those services while also keeping your data safe. And it goes further than that. It allows you to open up Netflix's entire library by just changing your IP address. Liberty Shield is the number one rated VPN provider on Trustpilot with five-star ratings across the board. So go to libertyshield.com right now, use the code EPL25, and get either the hardware package or the software package. The hardware package is a router that you plug into your existing router, and any item you want to change the IP address on, be it your phone or your television, you connect that to the new Liberty Shield router. All other items can remain connected to your existing router. There's also a software package, which is instantly downloadable to your device, and you can get using straight away. Again, libertyshield.com, EPL25 for 25% off at checkout. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homeware company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk and do check out the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops, which you'll find on Etsy. Use the codes EPL10 or RED10 for 10% off at checkout. And lastly, do remember to check out a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. That podcast is on this feed before every Premier League match week. And then the EPL Roundtable, hosted by Kevin DeVries, on its own EPL Roundtable feed. So just search EPL Roundtable in your podcast device. And that's out after every match week. Now, on with the show. What's good, boys and girls? Two-footed podcast on Thursday, the 29th of December, brought to you by me. I am here again. I will not be here tomorrow. I will not be here Monday. But from Tuesday, we will be back to normal, regular schedule programming. So don't worry. Uh, Not that you were worrying, but you know yourself. Right, folks. Last night in the Premier League, Manchester City beat Leeds 3-1. Rodri scored, Erling Haaland got two, Pascal Striek scored one for Leeds. The notable things about this game, Jack Grealish was awful. I know he got two assists, it doesn't change anything, he was awful. 
that is one of the worst transfers in Premier League history. He doesn't fit their team. He doesn't work in what they want to do. It's just not good for anybody. It's certainly not good for him. And if his agent cares about him, he'll be starting to look for a move in the summer for Jack Grealish. Number two, Liam Cooper, as I said, awful. At fault for two of the goals. Just all in all, a dreadful performance by Liam Cooper. Ilan Melier, I understand he's a very talented young goalkeeper. But these mistakes are starting to really mount up. He should have saved the first and third goals last night. Rodri's goal is really weakly struck. He gets a full hand on it and can't stop it going in. That's really poor. And the second Haaland goal is straight at him. How are you not saving that? Like That's awful. Leeds need to get active and aggressive in this January transfer window. They need to find a centre-back. I think they need to put Diego Loriente in instead of Robin Cock as well. I, I think Loriente is a better player. Obviously, last night they were missing out with not having Tyler Adams, but I just that that shape didn't work at all. It was just it was really poor on the whole from Leeds. And somebody, I think it was Theo, asked me if I could look at the Leeds squad and just point out the championship players. So you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go through the Premier League and I'm going to find the championship level players who are playing out of their depth. That's what we're going to do. That's what the fun is today. Uh, So let's get right into it. We might as well just go with an alphabetical list of the Premier League. So Arsenal. We'll just use the first team squads. I would say Arsenal have one championship caliber player in their squad. And I'd say it's Rob Holding. I don't think he's a Premier League caliber defender. Cedric Soares, you could probably put in that list, but he at least was a Premier League caliber player. He's now just well past his best. Uh, Carl Hine, the goalkeeper, I don't know enough about. I'm not sure I've ever seen the fella play, but he is only 20. So we're going to give him a free pass. Now, they've got a couple of players out on loan that are championship caliber. And then they've got runner Alex Runnerson, who's about League Two caliber at best. But yeah, we'll go Rob Holding from Arsenal. From Aston Villa. Again, if a player has been Premier League caliber, we're going to give them a pass. Um, Jed Steer. Championship player. The third choice goalkeeper. And that's probably it. That's probably it, to be fair. Robin Olsen at this point, yeah, probably championship caliber player guy, but I think he has earlier in his career, sort of before he went to Roma, maybe the first, not the first season when he was in Italy, the second season when he was in Italy, when they loaned him out to Cagliari. He's pretty good. Um, It is funny that this is his third different spell with a Premier League club. I would say, oh no, was Sheffield United in the championship when he was there? They might have been in the championship. Anyway, 
I would say Jed Steer is the only definite one, though I think you can make a strong case for Tyron Mings. Uh, Bournemouth, they, these will have a few. These will have a few. Ryan Fredericks, Championship. Jack Stevens, Championship. Adam Smith, Championship. Jack Stacey, Championship. Junior Stanislas, Championship. Jamal Lowe, I think, is decent. Kiefer Moore, Championship. Ben Pearson, Championship. And we'll call it at that. Brentford, they've got a couple. They definitely have a couple. Charlie Good, Championship. Ethan Pinnock, Championship. Sergi Canos, Championship. Pontus Janssen, for me, Championship level player, not a Premier League player. Mads Roarslev, Championship. Brighton and Hove Albion. Uh, they might not have any. Jason Steele. Jason Steele, the, the backup goalkeeper, is a championship caliber goalkeeper. He's not a Premier League goalkeeper. Um, They have a couple of others who are championship caliber, but at previous points in their careers were good enough to play in the Premier League. What about Chelsea? They might have one. Marcus Bettinelli, championship. I'm guessing he's the only one. He is the only one. Crystal Palace. Joel Ward for me is borderline championship, but he's played in the Premier League a long time, so I'll leave him alone. Um... That's probably it. We don't know yet about Nathan Ferguson because he's only played one game for Crystal Palace since joining. And other than that, he's only played in the championship and been injured. So we don't know yet. And a lot of the, the other young youngsters, we, we just don't know because we haven't seen enough of them. Um... Everton, always championship players at Goodison Park. Andy Lonergan, championship level player. Eldon Yakupovic, championship level player. By the way, how many goalkeepers do they need? They've got four goalkeepers registered in their Premier League squad. Um... That's actually it. To be fair, that's actually it. Just the two, well, the, the third and fourth choice goalkeepers. So that's better than expected from the Ev. Uh, Fulham, they definitely have some. Marek Rodek, definitely. Shane Duffy is a championship level player. Tom Kearney, championship level player. Him Ream is a championship level player, but he is having a really good season, so we'll leave him alone. And that's it. That's it for them. Leeds United, the, the purpose of this exercise. 
Luke Ayling Championship, Adam Forshaw Championship, Liam Cooper Championship, Stuart Dallas Championship, Joel Robles Championship, Matthias Glish Championship. They're, that's six. They're championship level players. They work really hard. They give the role. They have some value as squad players, but they're all championship caliber players. That that's the level at what where they can start. They're not good enough to be starting in the Premier League. Simple as that. Uh Leicester City. I, I would be surprised if they have more than one. Danny Ward is championship level. Oh no, I'm wrong. Alex Smithy's championship level. Yeah, I think Yannick Vestergaard. I think that's a shout guy. I think Yannick Vestergaard is a championship level player. I don't think he's ever been good enough to play in the Premier League. He had that one like three month spell at Southampton where he was pinging long passes and people forgot how bad a defender he was. Um, I don't know about Daniel Iverson, so we'll give him a pass. I, I, he, he did well when he was in the championship, but we haven't seen him in the Premier League, so we might as well just give him a pass. Uh, Liverpool. Adrian. I don't think he's ever been a Premier League caliber player. For me, Nat Phillips is a championship level player. We don't know yet about Cuevin Kelleher. I think when he moves in the summer, either on loan or permanent, I think he should go to the championship just to get regular games at a good level. And then perhaps he comes up to the Premier League. I do think he's got the talent to play in the Premier League, but we'll see. But I think Nat Phillips and Adrian are the two I'd I'd tag as Premier as as Championship level players. Um, Scott Carson for City Championship. Other than that, no, no. I think everybody else is Premier League caliber. Manchester United. Uh, Phil Jones clearly championship now, but he has been a Premier League caliber defender in the past. That's it. That's really the, this current version of Sancho might struggle in League One. Um, no, I think they're I think they're pretty. Oh, do you know what Tunzebi? I would say we haven't seen him show that he can play in the Premier League, so I'll I'll tag him as championship level. Um, because again, he has to show he can do it. Now he hasn't been given the opportunities, but you know, same thing goes for Brandon Williams. Like we need to see what you can do. I think Brandon Williams is very talented, but he needs to get away from United. Um, Newcastle, Paul Dummett, definitely. Matt Ritchie for me, championship level player. Ryan Frazier. Ryan Frazier had some good times at, at Bournemouth, so I'll say he's good enough to play in the Premier League. Uh, Carl Darlow, right now I would suggest Championship, but maybe he's better than that. Uh, Mark Gillespie is a Championship-level player, and that's pretty much it. They've got a few, like, Lichelles has obviously dropped off a cliff, but he was at one point a good Premier League player. Um, Nottingham Forest. Steve Cook, Championship. Jack Callback, Championship. 
I don't know enough about Jordan Smith. Harry Tafolo, for me, he looks a little bit out of his depth at the Premier League level. Cafu Championship. That's probably it. I don't know enough about Lyle Taylor. Um, Bit of a strange situation there with Loic Bade. He's been there on loan. And it looks like his loan's going to be cut short and he's going to head off to Sevilla. So I don't know what's gone on. Maybe his training wasn't good enough. Maybe his application wasn't good enough. Who knows? But off he's going to go. I think he'll do well for Sevilla if he locks in and, and focuses. Um, Southampton. Do you know I don't think there's anybody? You can make an argument for a few of them, but I don't think there's any of these out and out championship that couldn't play in the Premier League either now or at a previous point. Adam Armstrong might be the one, actually, to be fair. Adam Armstrong hasn't shown us he's good enough to play in the Premier League. Three goals in 38 games after costing 15 million. Yeah, that's that's gonna sting if you're Saints. Um Spurs. In Fraser Forster now, but previously he was a Premier League caliber player. Don't know enough about the youngsters, Harvey White and Brandon Austin, so we'll leave them be. I would say Spurs don't have anybody. They've got a couple who right now are championship level, but they've been Premier League caliber in the past. West Ham. Again, I don't think there's anybody really. Darren Randolph would be the one. Darren Randolph, he's their third or fourth fourth choice goalkeeper. He'd be the one. And then Wolves. No. Don't know enough about Matthias Sarkic. Um, But at 25, you've never played in the Premier League. It's not a great sign. Connor Roman is the one I would say, the, the Irish midfielder. Um, I think he might be a championship level player. But yeah, I'll go I'll go Ronan and Sarkic just to have two. So there we go. That was fun. Um <laughs> we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have a quick look at this upcoming round of fixtures in the Premier League. Just a quick look. No guy with me today. So quick look, and then we'll do the gossip and we'll be done. Nice short pod today. Um, Very, very busy. So unfortunately, it just has to be a bit short, shorter today. I'll see you in a sec. Right, welcome back. So we have games from tomorrow through to Sunday. Then we have more games Monday through to Thursday. Today is the only day without games. That's pretty good. Uh, Right, let's look in. West Ham at home to Brentford. West Ham have to win this game. West Ham have lost four in a row. 
They're 16th. They're starting to look like a team that could potentially drop into the bottom three. I don't think they're at real risk of going down. We're only 16 games into the season, remember. It's not like we're in April. But I think for David Moyes' job, I think he has to win. Nobody has lost more games in the Premier League this season than West Ham United. They've lost 10, 10 of 16. That's appalling. They're only two points off bottom. They spent a fortune in the summer. Brentford are just moseying along in 10th. Happy out. Only the four defeats. Eight draws. You'd like to turn a couple more of them into wins. But 20 points from 16 games, they'll be more than happy. Across a 38-game season, what does that equate to? About 45, 50 points? Somewhere in the middle? 48? They're going to be thrilled where they are. Uh, Only the one defeat in five, but only one win in five. So, you know, they'd like to start winning a few more games. Going into this one, Brentford, no Baptiste, no Ayer, no Strakosha, no Hickey, and no Onyeka. But they're hopeful of having all of those players back in about two weeks. Now, it's the Premier League, so someone else will pick up something along the way. West Ham, no Zuma. Skamaka, they hope to have back. Agard, they're hopeful, will be back soon enough. Max Cornet is still out for a while, so we'll wait and see on that one. But getting Agard back is going to be huge. Skamaka, they absolutely need. They really need him back in because Mikel Antonio has been fairly crap this year. Not going to do a prediction for this round of games because it's the Christmas games and... I just can't be bothered. But I think West Ham have to win that game. I think it's must win for them. I could see Moyes going if they if they lose that game and then their next one is Leeds away. If they were to lose that with a 10-day break between the Leeds game and their next Premier League game, it wouldn't surprise me if Moyes got the heave-ho. I think he's got to win this one. Liverpool versus Leicester is the other game tomorrow night. That's at Anfield. Liverpool got a decent win over Villa. Leicester were appalling against Newcastle. Liverpool are sixth. Leicester are 13th. Leicester, we know, had that awful start to the season. The only reason Brendan is still in the job is because Leicester couldn't afford to sack him. They've lost nine games this season. I do foresee a 10th. They go into this game without James Madison, who's their best player. Without James Justin, Ricardo Pereira, Dennis Pryor, Johnny Evans and Ryan Bertrand. Liverpool have injury problems of their own. No Diaz, no Arthur, no Jota, no Jones, no Firmino, no, no Milner. But they're hopeful of having Ibrahima Kanate back in the squad. Uh, I would say Liverpool strong favourites to win that. Wolves against Manchester United. Wolves under new ownership. Oh, no, sorry, not new ownership, new management. With Julian Lopetegui, got a good win away to Everton. The crazy thing about the league is that they were bottom going into the St. Stephen's Day games. Having won that, if they were to win this, they could end up 14th. So from 20th to 14th in two games, because of how condensed everything is. United currently sit fifth. They obviously 
had a comfortable win over a dreadful Nottingham Forest. Absolutely appalling. I don't know what Nottingham Forest spent the World Cup break doing, but it certainly wasn't working on football. It certainly wasn't working on defensive shape and organization and, you know, transitions and patterns of play or anything like that. They looked a shambles. Uh, United have no Lindelof. Lindelof is a doubt. McTominay is a doubt. Delo is out. Sancho's out. Greenwood's in prison. Tunzebe's out. And uh, they're hopeful that the Garden Gnome will be back. I do like the quote from the 23rd by Ten Hag. He is still in Buenos Aires, and I can understand it is. I can understand that it is magnificent, but he must also understand that on December 27th, the Premier League is back. He was nowhere to be seen. He's a way off getting extremely drunk, and it wouldn't take much because he's only a little man. Um, I don't think he'll play in this one. I think Luke Shaw probably sticks in at centre-back again. You would fancy United to get the result here. Wolves have no Chiquinho, no Neto. Bubacar Traore could be back. Johnny Otto is a major doubt. Pedence is a doubt. And Sasa Kalasic obviously out with the torn ACL. Um, you'd expect United to win that game. That's the Saturday 12.30 kickoff. Saturday 3pm kickoffs, there are four of them. Manchester City versus Everton. Everton lost in heartbreaking circumstance to Wolves the other day. So, not a great way back after the World Cup for Lampard and his band of not-so-merry men. Uh, No Julian Alvarez, no Ruben Diaz for Manchester City. Everton, no Garner. Calvert-Lewin's a doubt. Cody's at least back. Um, Yerry Mean is a doubt because, you know, he played one game and Andros Townsend is still out. He's had a bit of a setback with his knee injury. Can anybody see anything other than City winning comfortably? Really? Because uh, I can't. I can't see anything other than City tanning their backsides. That is second versus 17th. It would be no surprise if Everton were to end the weekend in the bottom three. There is a world in which they end the weekend bottom if Wolves, Forest and Southampton were to all win. Everton could end up bottom, but I don't see that happening. But I do think they could end up in the bottom three after this weekend. And then the pressure is really going to mount on Lampard. Thus far, there's not even a sniff that he's under pressure. Not even, a, not even a hint of it. But a lot of the fans are starting to get quite worried. And the he just gets us mob seem to have woken up to the fact that he's just crap. Uh, Fulham against Southampton. You'd have to fancy Fulham here. They're ninth in the league. They had a good win um, against Palace. Palace capitulated. Southampton... They're bottom of the league and they've lost four straight. And there's reports today that Nathan Jones is is at loggerheads with some of the players. Now, I say reports, they're from Football Insider, so they're probably crap, but that he wants to move to back three and the players are hesitant. Here's the thing. 
He's the manager. If he tells them they're playing a back three, they'll play a back three. It's as simple as that. Saints going into this one. Still no Livermento. Romeo Lavi is a doubt. Larios is out. Walcott is out. And Alex McCarthy is out. Uh, Fulham, Manor Solomon's still out. Niskan Scabano is out. And Kurzawa, they're hopeful, will be back fit for this one. Um, you'd expect a Fulham win. Bournemouth against Southampton. Sorry, Bournemouth against Crystal Palace. Bournemouth seem to be trending one way, and that's down. They've lost four or five. Now, they did beat Everton before the break, but, I mean, you know, everybody beats Everton. They didn't look good the other day. They really didn't look good the other day. They looked fairly shambolic defensively, and Chelsea, like Chelsea, Chelsea were able to carve them apart. Chelsea have scored 19 goals this season. Should have had six in that game. Bournemouth were so poor. Now, Palace, they were appalling against Fulham. And the two players sent off, obviously both of them will now be suspended. So that's uh, Tyreek Mitchell out and James Tompkins out. Sam Johnston is also injured. He's got a sore arse. Mark Wehi, he's back. James MacArthur, he's out. Nathan Ferguson, he's still out. So it's not great. Bournemouth, still no David Brooks, obviously. Uh, Fredericks has a knock. Stanislas has a knock. Neto is out. And Tavanier is a major doubt. So they're, they're missing a couple of key players there as well. That one reeks of a draw to me. Newcastle against Leeds. This, this should be three points for the Tune. Tune are currently third. They've won six or seven in a row. Leeds sit 15th. Looked a shambles defensively again last night. No Sinistera. Bamford's a doubt. Adams is at least back. Dallas is out and Archie Gray is out. Whereas for the Tune, Shelby's out, Isak is out, Kraft is out, Dummett is out, and Callum Wilson, they're hopeful, will be okay after an illness. But they, this Newcastle should win that game comfortably. Comfortably. Brighton versus Arsenal. This is an interesting one because even though Arsenal are top and Brighton are seventh, Brighton have had Arsenal's number the last couple of years. Brighton could do with a win to just keep the momentum going. They got, obviously, a good win over Southampton. And they won, I think, two or four before the break after a run of defeats. But they could just do it keeping their momentum going. Brighton will be without Alexis McAllister, who's, you know, still drunk. Uh, Adam Webster, he's still out. Jakob Motor, he's still out. But they're hopeful they'll have him back in about six weeks or so. Uh, Moises Caicedo is suspended. That's a huge blow. Without McAllister and Caicedo, it's hard to know what they'll do in midfield. Danny Welbeck, they're hopeful he'll be back. But, you know, he's just Danny Welbeck. Um, For Arsenal, no Gabriel Jesus, no Tomiyasu, no Smith-Rowe. 
and no Reese Nelson. I think Arsenal kind of lift the hoodoo in this one, and I expect Arsenal to win the game. Tottenham against Aston Villa. This is a tough one because it's a tough one. Sorry, this is a tough one for Villa because Emery doesn't really have a great track record away from home. And having just played Liverpool with sort of a derby game against Wolves coming up and then Leeds, Southampton, Leicester, the season is going to get a little bit easier for them. But then they get City, Arsenal, Everton away, probably under new management, Palace, West Ham away, Bournemouth, Chelsea away. Like They've got a really tough run coming up in February. So they kind of need to get as many points on the board as they can now and just sort of square themselves away in mid-table and allow Emery to work with what's there. They'll probably make some additions in January, but I, I think he needs to get a good handle on what he has. I know he's had the World Cup break, but some of the players weren't weren't available to him during that. Uh, going into this one, Villa have no Jacob Ramsey, no Emmy Martinez, but he's expected back for the next game. And no Diego Carlos, who's got that Achilles tear. Spurs. Spurs annoy the life out of me. No Richarlison. Jed Spence should be back. Romero should be back for the next game. Although. It's been suggested that he might be that he might be good to go in this one. Uh, Benton should be okay for this one. Lucas Mora is out. Spurs annoy me because they continually start games when they're 2-0 down. Like, there's just no excuse for how how badly they're starting matches. They go two down to Brentford, and then they start playing. Like, the game is nearly 60, is, is 60 minutes old before they realise that a game of football's broken out. We go back before the break, and they played Leeds. They go one down. They get to one all. They go two one down. They get to two all. Like they should be dismissing Leeds. They should be knocking them aside with ease. But for whatever reason, they just they're really lackluster to start games. Same thing as Liverpool. Liverpool were two up and cruising. Spurs realised there was a game of football going on about an hour into it. Before that, when they played Bournemouth, they were 2-0 down, nearly an hour in, before they realised there was a game taking place. With the talent Spurs have, they should be better. And there's there's no excuse for some of these performances. I get that they're still getting points, but you're the club probably most at risk of dropping out of the quote-unquote big six with the introduction of Newcastle and their new mega-rich owners. You're the one most at risk. You're the one who's running the risk of not getting top four football for many, many years because Arsenal have obviously been able to rebuild themselves. Now, I still think Spurs are a better team than Arsenal. They've certainly got a better manager. But Spurs' lackluster attitude is just fairly shocking to me. I'm going to back the Spurs win there, though. So I'm going 
I'm going draw in the West Ham Brentford game. Liverpool to win, United to win, City to win, Fulham to win, draw in Bournemouth Palace, Newcastle to win, Arsenal to win, Spurs to win. And then the last game is Nottingham Forest versus Chelsea. That's the last game of this round. And I'd be stunned if Chelsea didn't win because Forest just look awful. And I, I, I no longer believe they'll stay up. I thought they'd be fine. But Cooper has actually done a really poor job. A really poor job. No Omar Richards. Dean Henderson's back. Lingard is a doubt. Bianconi's out. Gibbs White is out. Coyote's out. Niakata's out. I, I think they're screwed, to be honest. Uh, for Chelsea, they've got a bunch of players out, though. No Kante, no James, no Fafana, no Chilwell, no Loftus-Cheek. Kovacic is a doubt. Um, Zayic is a doubt. But they should be okay to play. They, they, they didn't play in the final. They played the third and fourth place playoff. Get them back. Get them playing. Uh, Brogia is out. They do have a lot of injuries, but I still think Chelsea will win that game. Um, and we might as well look at Monday's game. There's only one. It's Liverpool versus Brentford. It's a 5.30 kickoff. I am going to suggest that Liverpool will win the game because I'm biased. And then I'm back Tuesday and we can talk about Leicester, Fulham and all the rest. I I think this should be a decent round of games. I think there's some good games in there. Like I think Brighton Arsenal is a decent game. I think Tottenham Villa is a decent game. Liverpool Leicester should be okay. West Ham Brentford though is is one to keep an eye on. If you're not going to watch the Liverpool Leicester game, if you're not a Liverpool fan, if you're in neutral, I would say watch the other one because I think it's must win. I really do. I think it's must win for West Ham United. We'll do the gossip and we'll get gone. Real Madrid will prioritize a deal for Jude Bellingham with the 19 year old set to choose the Spanish side over Liverpool. Um, no. Bellingham will sit down with Borussia Dortmund in January to discuss his future. That's what's actually happening. Liverpool, Juventus, Benfica and Borussia Dortmund are all interested in Alexis McAllister, who may be available for between 31 and 35 million. I'm not sure why he'd be available that cheap, considering he signed a long-term contract not that long ago. Manchester United and Tottenham have opened talks with Wren over Martin Terrier. Tottenham might have, United definitely haven't because they've got no money. Manchester City are willing to offer AC Milan England midfielder Jack Grealish in exchange for Raphael Leao. Do you know, I I don't hate that. I think Grealish would do well in Syria. I think he'd do very well, potentially. Now, There'd want to be money involved. Milan shouldn't be taking a straight swap. They should ask for money as well. But yeah, I I don't mind that. Um, Chelsea have told Benfica they will meet the £105 million release clause for Enzo Fernandez. No, they haven't. That's, that is what we call bullshit on this podcast. Uh, and that is when swearing is necessary. Manchester United, Arsenal and Chelsea have reservations about meeting Atletico Madrid's £8 million loan fee for Joe Felix. There's also hefty wages to pay. So, yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's going to any of them unless Todd Bowley does something stupid. Tottenham have made an offer of £13 million for Frank Kessie. I have doubts that that's true. 
Chelsea are interested in Josip Juranovic. You mentioned that yesterday. Uh, I, I like that one. I like it a lot more than the idea of Denzel Dumfries, who will cost three times as much. Newcastle have ruled out signing Jorginho, and rightly so. Arsenal are in pole position to sign Sergei Milinkovic-Savic. No, they're not. Shakhtar Donetsk want almost $100 million from Mikhailo Mudrik. Fair play. Fair play. United spent €100 million Euro on a ballerina out of a music box. So absolutely, get yours. Manchester United will focus on next year's summer transfer instead of spending in January. I think that's the truth. Alvaro Morata is a lone target for United. That one could make sense. Bournemouth have joined Leicester in expressing interest in Jeremy Boga with the 25-year-old Atalanta winger available on loan. He's very talented. I'm surprised it hasn't worked out better at Atalanta for him. Uh, Leeds are closing in on a deal for Max Wober, but Everton are also interested. Everton don't have any money. Newcastle midfielder John Joe Shelby needs to start two more matches to earn a one-year contract extension, but the 30-year-old is sidelined for up to eight weeks with a calf strain and has six months left in his current deal. He's going to get his starts. Uh, We'll leave it there for today, folks. Thanks as always, and I'll see you tomorrow. No, I won't see you tomorrow. I'll see you Tuesday. I will see you Tuesday. Enjoy your weekends. Enjoy New Year's. Um, Have fun with your families. If you're not with your family and you're by yourself, don't be by yourself. Reach out to somebody, have a chat, whatever. Just don't be by yourself. Talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.